When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you guys see that Tamara and Teddy called me out on their podcast? This next one is I'm side eyeing Heather and Meredith. She speaks Bravo Instagram post here. This just in from producers. This particular Instagram does not like me. I don't know why, probably because why most people don't like me, but I I don't know exactly what this particular person's issue is with me, but Cheers. here's my Cheers. water. Um, but Koa, well, you're you're giving him a big plug, right? Here you are. Listen, she speaks Bravo Instagram. Yes. Oh my God, she's the one that threatened to fight you at BravoCon. <laughs> That's who she is. <laughs> Hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. It's all coming back to me. Hold on. Why did she want to fight me? I don't know. Oh. It. She made a comment about. Was it about how much Andy hates me or something? Oh, and I wrote, Yeah, he hates me so much. He. But uh, like, was the ambassador MC, of, of, the MC. Yeah. yeah, and then she was like, "Anyone would do that." Whatever. Oh, listen. Even even Samantha Bush has come around. They all you you can love to hate me, but soon enough you'll come around. I was Tamrud. That's a very Tamrud thing to do. What I said was, I had made a post about Teddy, which I don't do often. I'd made a post about Teddy. She replied to the post and then I replied and then a bunch of people replied to her comment. And then I think after that, I must have said something like, oh God, and she's going to be at BravoCon. I hope she doesn't confront me. If I joked that like, oh yeah, she's going to be at BravoCon and what? I'm, I kind of doubt it because honestly, my whole sentiment was I hope after this interaction, she doesn't try to talk to me at BravoCon and like confront me. Um, but good for Tamara. She gave it a little bit more juice. She gave it a little bit more pizzazz. And I'm, I like that. But anyway, what they were talking about was the content I've been sort of sucked into making a lot of, which is all the reality Vontees, who was really involved and whatnot. And I posted Tanisha's response to me. So initially, Koa went online and talked about his version of things and showed recordings and text messages of Tanisha being involved with the account and not kind of as innocent as she's claiming. And my big thing is why isn't Heather more upset with Tanisha? Like why is Tanisha still doing Heather's hair? Why why was that relationship not severed as a result of this? But Monica was like, you were the worst one ever, couldn't even be with someone and near someone that would do something like this, yet I'm going to keep Tanisha. Tanisha's involvement was less than Monica's, 
That is, that is, I think that I can assume that, but it's almost like, well, who cares? You were still involved in it. Well, okay, wait. So I, I posted this about Koa. Tanisha came into the comments on TikTok and was like, this is, he's twisting things. Here are my receipts. So then I made a post about her follow-up, what she had said to me. And I just wanted to document it and be fair and say like, this is what she said, okay? And you know, her thing was when I started working with Heather, I, I was no longer involved with the account. And in my Tanisha response post, I even said like, that is a very high stress position to put yourself in because goddamn, like you're doing her hair knowing that you were just involved in doing this reality Von T's thing and not saying anything to Heather and hoping she doesn't find out which is sort of what Monica did. Monica's is a little different because Tanisha's doing Heather's hair, not trying to be a housewife, be a peer. And Monica did a few times like with Meredith's store saying she'd never been there, which was such a weird lie. She didn't have to say she's never been there. She could have said, I was here one time with Jen, but so her not saying. So it was just like, there was maybe more deception there as where Tanisha never said anything. And I'm not 100% sure how Heather figured out. Oh, wait, I know what it was. Heather knew Tanisha was Monica's good friend. So when Heather was trying to find stuff out on Monica to validate her theories and stuff, she asked Tanisha. That's what it was. Okay. But anyway, Monica then came into my DMs and was like, Tanisha was absolutely doing Heather's hair at the time of the account. And it's a screenshot from Tanisha's... Instagram from March 11th, 2021. And the caption, it's it's Tanisha doing her hair and the caption says, every good time girl needs volume and lips. And Monica even replied to that and was like, slate it mama, love you. That was one of the comments. But March 11th, which is what Monica says, March 11th, 2021, doing Heather's hair, March 1st, 2021, first ever Reality Von Tees post. She was absolutely doing Heather's hair during the entire time of the page. So I'm kind of exhausted, honestly, from trying to litigate who was more involved in the account. I'm just, I just still don't get why Tanisha isn't in as much trouble as Monica with Heather. I just, that's the part I'm so baffled by. I don't get, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part. It's also important to know, to note that Koa posted screenshots of a conversation with Heather via text about the recording, Jen bawling out Koa, whatever, about that recording, and Heather being aware of it, and Heather wanting to show Meredith, and actually wanting to give it to Bravo PR. So I just feel like Heather is being more deceptive in this. Heather, I think, was hoping Jen's takedown would happen sooner because she was maybe hoping to get out from under Jen's thumb, but then what did Jen have over Heather that would make Heather want to keep Jen happy? It's like, there's a, there's a big hole in this whole thing. Maybe the third part of the reunion will help me understand it, but I'm, um, I don't know that that's the, that's the part I can't put my finger on. Uh, maybe Tanisha's involvement doesn't upset Heather because maybe she knows that Tanisha really was just going along with what her friends wanted because Monica and Koa were much more involved. I don't think like, for example, I don't think, well, I don't know, Meredith is named in when Heather says, I would, I want to show this to Meredith. That's what the texts say, which the text could be doctored. I did just for the sake of asking, I did ask Monica, like I was, I was like, okay, thank you for this timeline. Um, 
are those texts that show that Koa showed with Heather knowing about the recording, are those real? And she did say yes you could text him and he could send them to you or something. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. I just need to know why Heather isn't more mad at Tanisha. The difference too is that they just found out Monica most likely sent fake DMs to Meredith about the Angie stuff that she had just talked about with Meredith. So it was maybe more like, okay, but now she's willing to do that shit to us. Like she's just done that because Heather was – already suspicious of the DMs. I don't know. It, it's it's convoluted and I'm uh, it's official that we're missing a piece in this somehow. <sighs> anyway, let's get into this recap of the as to be expected slightly mediocre but still entertaining part 2 of this reunion. There's the back and forth with Monica and Angie that we pick up on and I just love Meredith demanding that they warm up the room on behalf of her and Whitney. I actually, Meredith was so passionate about it that I too, I wanted them, that air turned off or heat turned on, whatever the case may be. These Stanley cups, by the way, are just too big. They're just too big. You know, I, I wanted one so bad and I have it and I'm just like, it's too heavy. Okay. Monica and her mom package. She has not spoken to her mom since filming. The whole thing with the family in Bermuda, it, she's still not been given a clear answer from them about why they didn't want to suddenly film. But her prediction is that because Monica's mom wanted to go on the trip, called production and asked to go on the trip, and they said no, and she threw a fit, Monica thinks that that's why she called the family to be like, don't film with her. The, 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 they're bad or whatever. Monica has not heard from her dad, even after the show's come on. So that's sad. Andy asks what, where she went. Like, why did she leave you in Pennsylvania, I think, and go to New York? She said she wanted to pursue a career in television. Well, you know, Linda got on the Twitter and, and responded that Monica lies about me. I'm a journalist. I uh, was in journalism. I was in news and journalism, and I would never sell my soul to be on reality TV. That's not for me. And then she shows some text messages. I think she's even shown these texts before. Linda's social media, Monica says, has been worse than she could have even imagined. She didn't even, she didn't know her mom would be as bad as she is. And her mom was bad. Her mom was pretty bad. By the way, for you, for you guys watching, are these lights weird? I'm I'm trying so hard to up my YouTube lighting game and it's 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 hard because I'm in such a tiny little space. This is the only space that's good for recording. Um I'm kind of I'm like obsessed. I've been do you have no idea. Hours have been spent trying to get these different things. But this is my like Salt Lake City blue snow. I don't know. Anyway, for those not watching, they're like, shut up. Andy asks Lisa about what she said with Monica's mom and whatnot, but blah, blah, blah. This gets them on the topic of how Linda was actually like auditioning to get on the show. And that was pretty clear, the way she was being so nice to them at that Greek Easter. She was being so nice to them. Um, her mom had prayed, prayed after Monica finishes her last like – audition interview she went over to her mom's and cried and was like i totally messed it up i'm not going to get it and linda said a prayer allegedly that was if it's not monica just let it be me 
which of course Linda denies. Whitney chimes in. Whitney's being pretty kind to Monica. She she chimes in and says that it it does take actually watching the relationship to fully understand just how much you're being manipulated. Because Heather asked after Monica's mom prayed to be a housewife over her or in case she didn't get it or whatever, why would you even film with her? And Monica's like, I think it's just I'm so used to it. And Andy's like, yeah, you are. Andy was like, we need to get you away from her, honey. Andy said, how do we, what do we do? By the way, guys, I'm trying to stop saying um and like so much. And also fuck. Those three words, because I do all my editing, so I hear everything and I'm just like, like, see? These words are not necessary words. They're not. And in fact, the word like is often used, I note for myself, and most people, like Pia says like a lot as well, and we're I'm going to get us on a, on a mission to eliminate it because it's what you do when you're a little nervous. And it's what you say when you kind of need to fill a space and you maybe don't want to lean all the way into your point. So if you hear me catching myself or if you hear me um, like struggling for a word, like, see? It's just we say it so much, but I'm trying to make a conscious effort not to say those words as much. Um, Because when you say fuck so much, it doesn't have any impact when you say it and you really mean it. So it's another word. It's just like a filler word. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. So these are things you just notice when you actually do your own editing because I don't think a lot – if you don't edit your shows, I doubt a lot of us – listen to our episodes back in their entirety. But when you edit them and you're like, like, see, just, and you say, okay, stop saying like, it's all I notice. I started doing like a, like, see, God. All right. I can do it. I can do it. Andy asks about the stairs incident at Angie's. We see that unseen footage. Has anyone ever fallen downstairs? It's scary. There is that the feeling of falling and you're it's stairs so you fall and you the gravity takes you even further. So when Monica explained she went to grab for a railing, there was no railing and then she tumbled and she was all bloodied and bruised up. Yeah. However, I don't know if that is a lawsuit because a bunch of other people were able to get down the stairs. Although in the unseen footage, I can't tell if the guy that comes up to the stairs to help her is like, I fall in two. I couldn't tell if that's what he said. So this may be something that Angie does need to work on. But um, Angie obviously is not so happy because she says, you threatened to sue me online. And Monica goes, Angie, is there anything you don't have a problem with with me? What? Didn't you? say that though? Andy's like, you said it, lady. And Monica goes, did I sue you? No. Angie brings up other things that Monica said and she goes, I did say all that. I did. I did say all that. But it was in response to what you tweeted. And Angie's Angie's trying to say that Monica also threw a shoe that almost hit a toddler, but Monica's like talking over her and doing the thing that's driving Andy absolutely crazy. Andy is losing it. So Angie goes, you tell your side and I'll tell my side because I'll listen and you won't. Andy's like, thank you. Jesus. Angie goes, that's how grownups talk, but I'm good with children so I can handle Monica. 
oh, okay, girl. <laughs> Angie surprised me. I think she surprised a couple people. I was, I was, okay. I loved it. Monica explains her version of what happened. She didn't throw a shoe at a toddler's head. She, we, and actually you see it in the footage. She falls down the stairs and then when the camera picks back up, she had no one shoe off and the other shoe she, she did, she, she, she did chuck it down and there was a kid there. Um, I guess that's, I guess that did happen. But then Monica says after she falls down the stairs is when she filmed that scene with her mom. And that's even sadder actually. And that's where she says, you can find your own ride home. Linda didn't want to get in the quote shit box because it was a Subaru. <laughs> and Monica went to urgent care. Angie starts to tell her version and Monica says, okay, yeah, you tell your version. You didn't hit your head. So maybe you'll have a better memory. Angie says, I mean, if you fucking fall and hit your head downstairs, that's scary. That is very scary. Angie then starts, she starts to tell her side. She says, "My fa I had family there that left because they didn't feel like it was a safe environment. Monica starts to be like, okay, okay. But Angie just so, oh, just so quietly, she pauses and she says, it's my turn. Okay. Okay, so then Monica has tweeted that she was going to sue Angie for the head scan, but Angie's like, the production, production paid for it. So what are you going to sue me for? You didn't even pay for it. Monica goes, you started it with your nasty tweets. Lisa goes, what's so bad about the tweet? What's so bad? The tweet was, production did you a favor. We don't need to see stills to know you did this in front of your kids. Don't forget you almost hit my two-year-old niece in the head with your shoe when you threw it. And shut the fuck up about Sean. So it's really not that bad. Monica goes, no. And to be fair, I had this conversation with Meredith. She is ready to throw her under the bus. And she said, do you want her house? You could take her house. Meredith, I did not say you could take her house. I said it could be a potential liability. Absolutely. See, Meredith's way more shady than she ever wants to admit. You know she was like, you could sue her for her whole house. That's a liability. I was a lawyer. So then Angie says that Monica likes to make her living suing people. Um, I would have preferred them. I would. I want to know what Angie's referring to. I think there are a couple lawsuits. I think, oh, that's what it was. The Bravo docket did an episode on Monica. And I think she is being, she's being sued by people for like unpaid bills. I think, I think, don't quote me on that. Uh, but then Monica goes, who have I sued? And Heather's like, well, you're suing me, which I thought was bold because Aren't you suing her? But Heather did clarify that Collections is actually the one who's suing Monica. And Angie goes, pay your bill. And Monica goes, goddamn, no. <laughs> okay. Andy asks Lisa, hey, do you regret saying that no one wants to be Monica's mom? And Lisa and Monica go back and forth. Andy's over. He's, he's really getting exhausted. His head hurts from Monica just talks over people. As soon as you start to talk, she starts talking over you. That's a very frustrating thing to deal with because then there's just no point. Then what makes you, it makes you just want to not say anything. And if you want to, if you don't want to say anything, then what's the point of you being there? You know what I mean? So she just keeps talking and talking over. Lisa realizes there is no point in talking anymore because you're not going to listen. One of the many things Monica is yelling, she says that John is adopted. So how dare Lisa say no one wants to be her mom? I think this is a reach. I do. I think this is a reach. I don't think John is offended. And we all kind of know I, it was a dig. 
it was just a dig. Now Monica's taking it. Monica's probably hearing it from comments too. I bet this sounds like a comment someone would have made to her, maybe DM'd her, commented on a post or something. So I feel like she extracted that and reused it. Monica realizes that Heather is sitting there going, it's not worth it, Lisa. Don't even bother talking to her. It's not worth it. And so Monica's like, I don't even know what your problem is with me. And Heather goes, oh, we're going to get into it. And Andy's like, oh, she's going to talk about it. Monica, okay, Lisa goes, you called John, you were so mean about John. You called him a penis head. And Heather, with all the, all the seriousness in the world, she goes, why would you call John a penis head? Why? Why a penis head? Stop saying penis head. Viewer question about Monica's multiple names. I, I don't, I honestly don't think there's any scandal here. She changed her name when she got married and then she changed it uh, to something that she connected with after she, and, and it was a name that her mom actually, she, her mom changed her own name and gave that name to Monica and Monica no longer wanted to have that name. So I didn't really see anything too wrong with this. Okay. I don't really feel like following the logic, but to me, it didn't seem that wild. Andy brings up her mom, uh, Monica's mom, being con even even your mom was confused about the name. But I kind of knew it was a dig, and it's exactly kind of what I thought. I didn't realize that she was going to accuse the women of changing her name to Garcia to sound more Latina. But I believe Lisa when she goes, I didn't say that, Jen did. Because can't you just hear Jen saying that? Can't you hear Jen saying, she just went in the fucking book and looked up the most Latina name, but it's a name that she has. It's her name. But I can hear Jen. The rumors and nastiness about her? I have very expensive taste. I have no business having expensive taste, but that's why I love Quince. Because Quince is luxury essentials at affordable prices. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They do this by partnering directly with top factories. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love it. I've purchased the best yoga pants I've ever had. No see-through when I bend over. Quality, they kind of hold me in a little bit. And my day robe. I freaking love my day robe so much. I wear it way too often, but it's just perfect for when I'm not fully ready to get dressed in actual clothes. And I feel like chic. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash she speaks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she speaks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her? 
When I started podcasting, the last thing I thought I would be putting to use was the Shopify knowledge I gathered when I was trying to be a drop shipper. But Shopify is your no excuses business partner. You can sell without needing to code or design, and you can still show up exactly how you want to. You can customize your online store. There's all these flexible, gorgeous templates a lot of powerful tools all built in. This program actually whips up content for you, like blog posts, product descriptions, that's huge. You can generate instant, frequently asked question answers, pick the perfect email send time. Plus, it's free Shopify magic for every Shopify seller. It also makes marketing simple. Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute and analyze your online marketing campaigns. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. With our merch store for She Speaks Bravo, we were able to make it look exactly the way I wanted it to look. I didn't want it to look like your typical merch store. So we were able to customize the colors, play with the template. And Shopify kind of prompts you for all the things you didn't even think of. You know, you're like, oh yeah, discount code to sign up for emails, something like that. And Shopify has the best customer service. When I was trying to set up my online store a couple years ago, I asked them seemingly stupid questions. They were so nice. They were always very helpful. And that's vital when you're not, when you're overwhelmed, you know? And I don't know if you realize, but Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, millions of other entrepreneurs of every size from across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash she speaks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash she speaks now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her? Jack Barlow was not just hanging out in LA. That was some some trickery with editing and I hate when they do that. He apparently they they do this often. They send them somewhere uh to like learn the language while they wait for their visa. But this boy took a shirtless picture as Lisa said in his defense, he's been working out a lot. <laughs> okay. He sent a shirtless picture so that's what held it up. But he's in he's in Colombia now. This was in the Peacock version and not um not the regular Bravo feed. Viewer question for Lisa about how she can support the LGBTQ plus community and also be Mormon. And Lisa, th this, this, I think I've mentioned it about a hundred times here on this podcast. This is something that does irk me about Lisa is that if the teachings of this, according to people who were in the religion, Heather and Whitney, if the teaching is based in some racism, homophobia, et cetera, then it is. And Lisa just always seems to deny that. And Lisa even goes as far as to say that she's building bridges between the two. Um, I just, I have, I do have a problem with it. And later when the Mary, when Mary comes in in that conversation about the Mormon, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But I, this is where I'm like, oh, I wish she would, she would not do that. If you were question about how it's going to be when Jack comes back from his mission and he's super orthodox and how are you going to handle that? Lisa insists over and over again, even when Heather and Whitney are trying to say, this is a possibility. Lisa insists 
that they they raised him not to be judgmental. Unless you were raised in my house, you don't know. Which, fine. That is fine. That's fair. You know, whatever. This gets into, though, why Heather was triggered and mad at Whitney for not being honest with Lisa about the mission. And Whitney's like, do you see why I was doing that? I was compartmentalizing and didn't like being called a hypocrite. Heather's like, I look, I apologize if that's the word I used. I did not mean to call you a hypocrite. It was a big challenge for me. How do we support a friend when they're involved with something that we are so openly against? Openly. And I think that's fair. But I don't know how Lisa is able to pull off being Mormon when it's been ridiculed for seasons on this show. But somehow there's a resolution in this somewhere where they're like, yeah, we see eye to eye now. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm sure I probably said it at least five times. They go on break in preparation for Mary to come onto the stage. Mary goes to Monica's dressing room. And this is, it's just kind of chilling how much Mary loves Monica. Monica made a point to try to win Mary over. And you do that by just worshiping her, not questioning her, letting her tell you whatever the hell that comes to mind and not being offended by that and not retaliating either, just taking it, just taking it and finding everything she does to be amusing. And that's very much what Monica did and it's working. And so Mary is in full support of Monica, and what she says is that they're not even listening to you. You're not even explaining your side. And I, I, I don't know. It's – you don't even know Monica. Like, you don't even know her. So there's just something very icky about, about it to me. So then Mary joins them on stage. Andy does try to tease her for not going to the reunion her last season, and I was like, I'm scared. Don't bring it up. She's going to get mad and run off. Although that wouldn't have mattered either if she had. So Andy brings up that Mary said on Watch What Happens Live that she came back because you guys needed the help. And she tries to give Mary props because Andy's like, do you guys agree? And Angie says, oh, yeah, no, she brought some comedy for sure. And Mary goes, Angie, this is your first year. Why are you even answering? Andy's like, she's being nice. And, oh, she was? Mm-hmm. Then Angie, I don't know if you guys all caught this, but Angie helps Mary. She had lipstick on her teeth and she told her, like, you got lipstick. She goes, oh, thank you. Andy says, this was, in, the Peacock version had um, Mary's ex explanation for why she didn't like Angie right away, but loved Monica. And the irony is that she said Angie looked so much like Jen. And I would actually think it'd be the opposite. I think Monica would be the one who looks more like Jen if you had to pick, if you had to pick one or the other. Um, but then again, I guess not. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Andy then goes, who in this group do you like? And Mary surprises all of us. It says, okay, so I do like Angie. <laughs> what? Because she can take my toughness. Monica and Meredith are the other, the others. And Heather is like, what the hell happened to me? Mary is pissed about what Heather said about her house. Now, what Heather said about the – I'm trying to get into the mind of Mary. Is it that Heather didn't even hint to Mary that she thought anything other than I love your house? And so Mary – I wonder if Mary would have liked Heather to say, wow, it's just like your personality. You never know what you're going to get. Dr. Seuss chairs. 
if I want to know what Mary would have said to that, would Mary have been okay with that? I doubt it. Highly. She claims she would be fine with it because Lisa goes, yeah, but we're all fine with your reactions to us. And Mary, of course, like, I'm not even talking to you. What did you, I didn't even say, what did I even say about you? What, what are you talking about? I wish Lisa could have remembered some of the things that Mary did say about her this season. Like, uh, they get to the airport to go to Palm Springs and someone's like, oh, Lisa's going to meet us upstairs. And she says, Mary says to Heather, are you in the mood for that? And Heather's like, what, Lisa? Yes. But then Andy asks about Robert Jr. being married and Mary's like, I don't believe it. He won't, he has to show me the, the proof. And I'm like, can't he show you the proof? Does he not have the marriage license? So is he not married? But then Andy goes, what made you think he would be bad in bed? Flash to this unseen footage. Mary's getting glam. And she says that she's walking by their room. She hears the noise. And she goes, but don't make my son think he's better than he is. Stop doing all that. So she tells the story about how she almost went in. She thought there was so much moaning and screaming that she thought something was wrong. So she went to go in and then realized before she saw anything, she claims, or before she saw the full thing, she realizes what's happening and so didn't go in. But I'm actually shocked Mary stopped herself. I would, I can picture Mary going in while her, her son is having sex and, and saying, don't do all that. Robert, be better. Don't do that. I could see it. They get on the topic of Whitney and Mary. And this gets, this takes a direction. I, this goes a direction I didn't, I didn't expect. Mary's obviously still pissed about Whitney saying predator and being pretty openly against her that that two seasons ago now. Whitney explains that the predator comment was probably trauma from her own experience in high demand religions. So I do not think you're a predator. And Mary goes, I'm not. And my husband, my husband isn't either. Whitney says, never sexual. No, that wasn't the case. But there have been allegations against, against both, to tell you the truth. But I know, I I don't know about the Mary one, but I really kind of, I believe the Robert Sr. one. He did some trickery, trickery to get um, uh, the church from, it should have gone from the grandma to Mary's mom, but uh, it's a whole thing. You can go look at, go look at the interview on Up and Adam. It's from now, what, two years ago? It's fascinating with Mary's mom. Um, it's fascinating. Excuse me. Andy brings up Whitney's tweet saying that she can't watch this evil woman talking about growth in reference to Mary. And Whitney goes, it's just like, I've been working so much on myself. So intentionally, I have spent thousands of dollars on therapy so I can be a better person. And Mary goes, so cussing at me on Twitter is growth? Fair. And Whitney says, well, I wouldn't have said that if you hadn't tweeted first. And Mary said, I didn't tweet anything about you. And then they showed the tweet calling her racist. And Andy's like, you, that's something. That's a, that's something. Mary doubles all the way down and says that Whitney is racist. 100%. Whitney, I'm, I think for what this was, for what this encounter was, I think she handled it kind of perfectly. She says, that breaks my heart. And Andy says, okay, why? Why? And she says, because of what they were brought up in, the Mormon church. But there's all these other more. 
Mary says, I believe that their beliefs are that our color is cursed and we will be in a different heaven and we will be the help. Andy asks Heather to chime in. Actually, Mary asks Heather to back her up. And Heather says, yes. And then Lisa goes, I'm Mormon. Can somebody ask me? We'll get to you in a second. Heather says that Mormon doctrine is rooted in racism. Lisa goes, no, it's not. Now that's a, this is where I, this is where she's kind of losing me. You know how much I love my Lisa, but this has always been the part that really confuses me about Lisa. And I try to compartmentalize it, but to hear her so, she's saying, no, it's not when it could be. Maybe Mormonism is trying to change and evolve, but then Monica or Lisa goes, Thurl Bailey is black and Mormon. Okay, let's not do that. Let's not talk about the one person who's black. I'm sure there are way more black Mormons. I'm just saying this really, I didn't love that. But Winnie's like, I am no longer a member of the Mormon church. And Mary goes, I don't have anything against their Mormon church. Mm -mm. <laughs> Andy goes, you just called it racist. Whitney starts to say, she goes, we're women of white privilege as well. And Mary cuts her off and goes, go ahead and preach it, Whitney. But then I couldn't tell if she was serious. She goes, you've been saying some good things lately, though. But I couldn't tell if that was serious or not. But Whitney goes, I've been learning. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. But I and if she has, she has. Honestly, I will give Whitney, I will give her that credit. She has definitely been working on herself. Maybe she goes off on weird paths sometimes, but she definitely has tried to learn and educate herself. That's that we will not take away from her. But Mary, um, I'm sorry, Whitney goes, but what I want to know what I've personally done or said to you. And Mary says, it's not what you do or say, it's your actions. It's a feeling and you have to be my color to know. Whitney shuts up and says, that's fair. No, no, that's fair. And that is exactly the way to handle it. Andy does help Whitney get her question answered, though, which is, have I done anything to you? And Mary has to finally say no. But then Andy asks Mary, now we're off that. Now we're off that. Whitney, you, you survived. Andy asks Mary what she thinks about the what the women discovered about Monica in Bermuda. I mean, Mary obviously is like, it was over the top. No one was reflecting on themselves and what they've been through. Don't know what that meant. Lisa could not wait for this opportunity. And she goes, would you care if the account called you a dumb bitch? And Mary says, Mary claims she wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I get called bad things all the time. I go, yeah, but you block everyone and ball people out. So you would care. At the very least, you would care. Lisa goes, get the audio. And Monica yells as the audio is playing that this is just one side. And I took screenshots of what of what it said. So it's exactly why I called her a snake. Like, you dumb bitch. Like, low-key, I want to DM Mary from, like, a burner account. She probably wouldn't ever see it and just be like, bitch, I could do it from Reality Von Tees, okay? But anyway, we know she'd be watching that shit and she would open her messages. Monica's screaming, like, you cannot just play one side of this story. You have to play both sides, which I do kind of agree. I would I would like for her to play all sides if there was another side to it. Um, but so she's saying that wasn't about Mary. That wasn't about Mary. Then she says, Jen said that about Mary. Okay, well, you just said it wasn't about Mary. But then Monica switches again when because Lisa keeps going, she called you a dumb bitch, she called you a dumb bitch. And Monica goes, have you never called someone a dumb bitch? So you did call her a dumb, but I don't know. And then Monica always will have in her back pocket the hot mic rant that Lisa had about 
Meredith. I mean, that's that's an easy one to pull from. Mary just says, we need to just hear Monica out. Okay, that's what we need to do, which is a perfect segue to the part three finale, which is when they're going to finally get into it. Set. Okay, I think I covered everything. Um, yeah, I think that's it for now. Love you guys. Mean it. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.